0: This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodrell Bank Centre for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit Jodcast.net.
1: We're joined this afternoon by Dr. Atsuhisa Ota, who's come to us from the University of Cambridge. So, Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, as I understand it, you are a theoretical cosmologist working on study of the CMB, is that right? Yes, I am. Okay, so should we maybe start off by talking a little bit about what the CMB is and how it came about.
0: Sure, so um, you know, if you see the night sky, we can see the stars. We, if you we have some scope, uh, we also see galaxies. If you extract such a source of light, still we have some radiation, background of radiations. So this is a CMB, and we usually think that this CMB is coming from the very early universe. Big Bang Theory says our universe starts from the very hot, very dense period. In that period, the photons are moving around and then it becomes transparent in their universe. So now we can see the remnant of such photons as CMB in the present sky.
1: Okay, so it's
0: effectively
1: an afterglow of that moment of creation. Yeah. If we go out and look at the CMB with a telescope, what What does it look like? Is it
0: uniform? Does it have structure in it? It is fairly uniform, but has also the 10 to the 5th of anisotropy. So what do we mean when we say anisotropy? It's not isotropic. I mean, there is some fluctuations in the sky. The fact that this isn't
1: uniform, what can that then tell us about the
0: early universe? In the standard cosmology... We consider that these fluctuations are originated from the quantum fluctuations during inflation, which is accelerated expansion before the Big Bang. You mentioned inflation there,
1: which is something that a lot of cosmologists are quite keen on at the moment. Mm -hmm. So can we maybe expand a little bit on that? Why Why is inflation necessary to explain the universe as it appears?
0: The Big Bang cosmology is very successful theory. We can explain why CMB is so uniform, why we have Hubble law, which means the distant galaxy is traveling far away from us, why we have light elements in their universe. We can explain these very important observational facts by Big Bang cosmology. At the same time, Big Bang cosmology has very strange initial condition problems. For example, the structures in the universe is very scale invariant. The structure is everywhere in the, in the universe and the correlation is very long lane, long range. But uh, we need to prepare the seeds of such a structure in the very early universe. But it's strange that very distant places are correlated because such a long distance is causally disconnected in the very early universe. So if we have inflation, which is accelerated universe, before a big bang, we can set such a seeds of structure as quantum fluctuations in, in the early universe. So this is very key point of inflation.
1: And so you're attempting to probe those fluctuations and how they arose through perturbation theory, is that right? Yes. So I suppose we should take a brief dive into the murky world of quantum mechanics Mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about what perturbation theory is. Could you talk us through that?
0: So the problems of physics are very difficult in many cases. If we have equation motion, we know the answer, but analytically solvable problems are very restricted. In case of cosmology, we can solve the Einstein equations if the universe is isotropic and homogeneous, but if it's inhomogeneous, the problem is very complicated. So in this case, we expand the inhomogeneities around this very well-known problem, I mean, around the homogeneous and isotropic case. So this is the perturbation theory in this case. So
1: I'm reminded at this point of something that my quantum mechanics teacher said Mm -hmm. at the start of one of my undergrad modules, and she told us that there are two kinds of problems in quantum mechanics. There are ones that have been solved many times before, and ones that are too difficult for students. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing your work falls into the latter category. Yeah. I was worried you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) So these small scale perturbations that we're able to see in the CMB, how small is small here? Are there is there some behaviour that's hidden to us, or do we think we understand what's going on?
0: So we, either, we usually refer to the scale in units of megaparsec. Megaparsec is ten to the sixth of parsec. Parsec is the typical distance between stars. The me- megaparsec is about uh, galaxy scale. So what we can see in the present CMB is about three gigaparsec to one megaparsec. This is observable scale.
1: Another phrase that you mentioned in your seminar that you gave to us this afternoon was statistical anisotropies. What do we mean when we say statistical anisotropies?
0: As I said, there, is a, there are anisotropies in the CMB. But uh, each fluctuations are considered as the random realization on top of the isotropic universe. But uh, if the background universe is not isotropic, then uh, the assumption is changed. So in this case, we say statistically anisotropic. So it's
1: saying that the universe is fundamentally inhomogeneous on some level. Fundamentally anisotropic. Yes. So, what work have you been undertaking recently to explore this?
0: I found there is uh, such a statistical anisotropic signal in the anisotropy in the CMB spectral distortions.
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose we can call it that. And I know your colleagues are waiting for coffee as well. Yeah. So, I suppose it does seem impolite to keep them for much longer. So, Dr. Ota, thank you very much for your time. Thank you.